This week's podcast is brought to you by BatchCap. It is an awesome product. You can purchase them online at BatchCap.com. They are these badges. They're they're like metal badges. They cut out of metal and put onto your hats. They're really cool. I wear one like almost every single day. So if you get a chance, go check them out at BatchCap.com. I love these guys. Get your company a badge cap. Order a whole bunch of them. Sell them in your shop. Whatever you want to do, go check them out. Let's get started. Welcome to another Paris, Texas, a podcast. This is a podcast where you get to listen to people's stories, people that have either influenced or lived in the city of Paris, Texas. I love hearing their stories, and I can't wait for you to hear the next guest. All right, this podcast is with a, another good friend of mine. These podcasts seem to always be with good friends of mine. Sometimes they're not, but I was telling, uh, I think the last podcast, I was telling Justin how uh, my favorite podcasts, my two favorite podcasts are people I've never interviewed or sat down with ever, and people that I've known but have never sat down and listened to their whole story on, on a podcast. So those are my two favorite. Anyway, today's guest is none other than Jed Irwin, which is an interesting fact about Jed. One of my favorite facts about Jed is his full name is Jedediah, uh, oh crap, Jedediah Eli, Eli Davidson Irwin, which Irwin. equals Jedi. Those are my initials. Have been my whole life. Right? Is that not the coolest thing ever? You are a Jedi. That's me. All right, so Jed, I'm start mostly most of these off starting at the beginning. Where do you hail from? South Carolina. South Carolina. So what? How long were you in South Carolina? About two months. Two months. <laughs> so I mean, my dad was in the Navy, and oh. uh, so all the kids were born in different places. Um, my sister was born in South Dakota because that's they've got some nuclear training facilities there, and then okay. my Dad was stationed in Charleston, South Carolina, and my mom lived there for a while. Um, one street over from Jedi Street, actually. Wow. In Somerville, uh, South Carolina. Awesome. So after two months, where did you move? Uh, Duncanville, and then to Cedar Hill, pretty there soon after. Okay. And then um, Cedar Hill, what, how old were you when you were in Cedar Hill? Uh, we, I was probably two to, and we moved when I was about 13. So that, so that was so a about, big chunk yeah, of, large. of childhood. Mm-hmm. So oh. what did you do? Like, What was your um, thing is in that time frame of your life? Like, what? Really like medieval things and dragons. And Ryan... Have you stopped liking medieval things and dragons? No. Okay. <laughs> but um, that was like the thing. That like, was the thing. That the, was... the aunt would ask for Christmas lists and it would be dragon things, dragon clothing, and dragon books. Wow. That's pretty, wow. that pretty easy to shop for. That's I can imagine. So, so a lot of um, reading, a lot of, cause I mean, there wasn't probably a lot of movies out back then. That with, we could go see, no. No. Uh, we did some video games. Video, video games. games. Uh, we didn't have a system at the house. Uh, my parents used to go to the Duncanville Athletic Club, DAC, and we'd go swim there. And then when they were exercising, we were allowed to just be by ourselves in front of a TV with uh, Mortal Kombat and uh, wow. Mario and just played. And we also had cable at the rec center so there was also 
Nickelodeon to enjoy. So that was your thing, games and dragons, and that was your thing in your childhood. I would say that stands out. And Boy Scouts, a lot of Boy Boy Scouts. Scouts. A lot of hiking and backpacking and camping stuff. Awesome, awesome. What made you What made you want to do Boy Scouts? My dad was a very outdoorsy guy. We went outdoorsy a lot anyway, so it just was a fun thing to do. Yeah. I like shooting guns and bow and arrow and being outside. Hence, we're outside now. Hence, we are, we are just so everybody knows, we are at the lake. Um, Jed happened to be at the lake, and I wanted to come to the lake. I had never done a podcast at the lake, so we are at the lake and having fun. Um, so, um, if you hear boats or people or birds or dogs or... I don't know, whatever, dragons, if you hear any of that going on, that's because we're at the lake. All right, so 13, you, uh, what what happened there? When, what made you move? Uh, my dad, uh, after he got out of the Navy, he, um, started working for power plants, um, like wiring stuff, rewiring stuff, fixing Mm -hmm. stuff. So when the power plant was being installed or upgraded or something here in Paris, Texas, he got a job here for a couple of years and then he found the place and we just moved to powderly awesome <clears throat> so what were what were your first thoughts um of paris texas if you can be honest it was very small compared to dallas yes it oh, is it's very, very small, small compared to dallas and um a little the the the, the accent was very thick um, prevalent yes yep. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, those were the first two because we went to Walmart within the first couple of days because we moved here right before the 2000 um, ice storm where yeah. we lost power for a week. So yeah. we had no furniture. Everything we owned was in boxes, and we had no power for a week. We wow. literally had to move a, a cast iron stove my dad had into the house and pipe it out of one of the windows so that we had heat. Wow. Welcome to Paris, so Texas. Very memorable start to Paris, Texas. Yeah. It was and. Uh, how long did it take you to find a, a, a fellow dragon medieval time friend? Probably within the first week. There was really? this really pale, nerdy kid in our class. And you were like, that's it. And he's the very antisocial one that we, yeah, yep. that I was attracted to. That's right. Uh, did, so, have, I know we've played before, and this may make me sound very nerdy, but we've played D&D before. We have. When did you start playing D&D? So, not D&D specifically, or before that, before we had, I had money to buy books or could convince my parents to buy me books or had friends that had books, we were making up wargaming in middle school with pieces of papers and quarters and paper clips and t- we're making up stats on our own, just so. So, like, fifth, sixth grade. For those that don't know what we're talking about, can you give a... Layman's term description so, of what we're talking about. Wargaming is closest to. Hmm, it's really not. It's like a video game where you have got ships that attack each other. But mm-hmm. instead of the computer doing all the math for you, use a random number generator. We call them dice. Um, and we roll the dice and we add, add numbers to it. Some things are better, some things are worse to hit the other person. The other person has like an armor class. I'll throw out the word Thaco for those really old people. Um, and you just try to hit each other and kill each other off with uh, hit points and stuff like that. So it's stereotypically known as Dungeons and Dragons. It is. is but, the, yeah. but I think that does it a disservice because 
people, I think people think multiple things, but I think people think when we say Dungeons and Dragons, they think we're out in the trees with... That's that's a very specific breed of nerd. They're called LARPers, yeah. live action role players. I'm not one of those. Those are terrible people and they should... No, they well, should, they're, um, they're a different kind of people. I don't know if I'd say terrible. Um, you never know, someone might be listening and they're LARPing through the... They, they know, forest. they know. Um... But it's very much different. I mean, so many kids play actual video games these days, and it's so much similar to that actual video game. The only difference is you do all the work yourself. Yep. So whereas a video game is a very linear storyline, you right. go to point A, you get two choices. You go to point B, based off of point A, you go, you get three more choices, and you keep moving on in a very linear progression. This one, we make up everything, and you can wander off the story that the dungeon master or the game master has for you and just do whatever you really want to. It's quite impressive. However, I will say I play, I still play video games, mm -hmm. and oh, they have fine. gotten much they better. Have, even the cell phone games, there's a couple of really awesome ones. you have actually multiple directions you can go in that take yeah. you in multiple different end paths to the point that people are playing the game over again and choosing a whole different path because it gives them a whole different ending, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. But it, it still can't beat the random not randomness but the the ability to make up an ending like you do in the war games because yeah. you you've got an actual human in, in charge of and the, and the chance of dice that direct the mm -hmm. whole game in which you're going anyway i didn't yeah. mean for this to become yeah. so, a yeah. game podcast so uh the reason i brought that up is because we've played a few times actually you've you introduced it to me and mm -hmm. i i learned what little i know through you um all right so you're in paris texas didn't start out great. Mm -hmm. um, got worse from there. It got worse from there. Yeah, Did high, it? high school was a rough, rough couple of years. What made high school so rough? People. People. I mean, people. be honest. People. Yeah, uh, I didn't fit in. I came in late. I was different than everyone else. I enjoyed books, uh, role playing. Uh, uh, I just wasn't a very good, a good time. I wasn't. I wasn't a great person. And everyone was, else around me was not great people either. <laughs> so you say you weren't a great person. Was it just because you weren't happy in life at that moment? Or is it just because you're just in a... I'm very rebellious. Rebellious stage right, of life. Yeah. I, I wore con black converses with uh, anarchy laces and spikes. And I'd spike my hair like inches upon inches tall. And It's hard for me to picture this because my entire <sighs> life know. of knowing you, that, that is the... Further, <laughs> furthest from the truth. From I know truth. because I've been transformed and and reborn a different person. There you go. All right. So you went through high school. You graduated high school. What was the plan? Get out of Paris, Texas. Get out of Texas, fast as I could. Fast as you could. Fast as I could. Did, did you do that? I found a job as a ranger at uh, Philmont Scout Ramp Ranch in New Mexico, which started a week after uh, I graduated. So I hopped on a Greyhound and got out of Paris, Texas. Okay, so what was that like? It was awesome. You loved it? Lived. I didn't sleep in an actual bed or indoors for two months. Wow. And you were surrounded by your kind of people. Well, my kind of people. And awesome. people that want to be my kind of people. So why are you not still doing that? Uh, pay is a little, little less. And, uh, <laughs> jobs tend not to let you off for two to three months during the summertime for you to just go hike around and do that. Yeah. So you did that for two months? Yeah, two, two and a half, two couple months and I came back to Paris for a couple weeks and packed up everything I owned and moved to Cincinnati. Cincinnati? What not, was er it? not everything I owned. Everything I needed for college. Oh, okay. So you went to college in Cincinnati. Yeah. 
What'd you go to college for? Architectural engineering technology. Wow. So it's not just architecture path, it's not just engineering. Whereas architecture, like, it looks pretty. Our engineers are like, this will hold up. This was a melding of the two. Like, well, yeah, that looks pretty, but how are you going to get that to hold up? Is pretty okay. much how I describe that. Wow. And you loved that? Loved it. Uh, got a lot of really good schooling up there. Um, did, did you finish? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rub it in. <laughs> what happened? Uh, life happened. Um, life so, tends to happen. That was a really cool one. So it, was, it had a co-op program, so which allowed us, after the first year, every other semester we found a job in the industry that we're going to school for, and we'd go work there for three months, come back to school for three months, and continue on. So I was able to, to wrangle myself. Uh, the first co-op was in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. The second one was in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and the third one was in Bluffton, South Carolina. Wow, awesome. What was your favorite place out of all of those places? Probably Alaska, with a very close second in South Carolina. Alaska's like on one of my bucket lists. It's not at the top, but I really want to go. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. It's a nice place. It's fun. It's fun. It was the second time I'd been there. I'd gone there previously for a couple weeks with the Boy Scouts. We canoed, hiked, backpacked, rode a train, all sorts of fun stuff. Awesome. I'm going to interject real quick. So the, a week before I graduated, before I left, left Paris, Texas, I, I started dating my current wife. Okay, we didn't throw that I in there. Slide that in there. Yep. And then uh, and then I moved away. She she left on her band cruise like two days after we started going out and then I left while she, she was, was in the middle of in the middle being of the gone. Cruise. So yeah. Did so, she know you were leaving? Yes. She okay. Knew, yeah, we were friends. She'd come to a couple role playing games before oh. then. And then um so then when I came back, hung out with her for a little bit and then went off to college. Kept the relationship good for a while. Uh, she actually helped she her mother was pregnant with their youngest and she was crazy and I was looking for someone to help me drive to Alaska and her mother volunteered her volunteered, volunteered, volunteered her, her to drive her you. daughter to drive to drive, to drive with me up to Alaska and yeah. she did that she did that that sounds like an awesome adventure it was a great adventure oh did so when y'all when she dropped you off in Alaska I put her on an airplane you flew her back yeah. but what was the final conversation like oh well see you later um, she was actually really tired of being in a car and was ready to get Was she go tired of you, though? <laughs> uh, apparently not. She dated me for a little bit longer after Still that. Still kept too. dating. Yeah. Awesome. For a little bit longer. Awesome. So, uh, you went to all those places. How long did that take to do all those different co-ops? It was two and a half years to do those three. Okay. Like, yeah. And then, so she broke up with me right before I got the new, the... Hot Springs, Arkansas one, because that would be been the closest place I could get on a job to be near her. But she went off to college and broke up with me. So rub that in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, mean, <laughs> I know for a fact that long-distance relationships are terribly they hard. Um, so, but we'll get to why she came back. Don't forget yeah. to interject whenever yeah. she comes back in the picture, because I don't want to skip over that. All right, so. Natural progression, actually. Huh? It's a natural progression. You can't actually not skip get over there. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when uh, so the, you did all the co-ops. Mm-hmm. We finished those up. And then uh, my mom had been battling cancer for about ten years. Um, well, was she still in seven Paris? Seven years. Yeah, they okay. were still in Paris. And I came back because uh, my dad travels for work, so I just came home to to help out around the house and do okay. what I can and. 
This um, is still the Powderly House. Yeah, Powderly House. Yeah, because Cincinnati is 14 hours away. It's a little far. To, it's a little hard to just jump little, in and take care of them all. Out, yeah. yeah. So I quit school for a year, worked for Women's Sporting Goods and Home Depot, and helped take care of my mom for about a year. Awesome. Um, and then I went back to school in tech, at Texas Tech, you know, only six and a half, seven hours away. Yeah. In Lubbock. Only. <laughs> only. Um, yep. And then, did you, so did you graduate at Texas Tech? No. Okay. Got a good good year and a half in. Okay. What happened? <laughs> uh, so I was dating a girl, um, living with her, don't suggest it, um, at Tech. And she was very protective and didn't really want me talking to other people, especially other girls, especially other girls that I dated with. And I wasn't real, real savvy on that. So I'd, te- I'd text Kara, or I'd, I'd Facebook her. Um, and then like three months would go by and she'd Facebook me back. And then like a month and a half go by and she'd This Facebook is all through, me. through, since she broke up with you. Yeah. Like kind of, y'all stayed in touch. Not really, no. It was very, very long and very well, separate. Yeah, yeah, but you stayed in touch on long, different. Long distance, distance long, long time frames. Time frames, you know. yeah, there we go. Uh, so eventually those messages got closer and closer together and we figured out that. Over years. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much and we figured out that uh, she, I was the one for her and she was the one for me so I had to break up with the girl I was living with and I had to kick her out of the apartment I was living in oh, no. and and we had bought a car together oh no uh, yeah so don't do it guys if you're out there get married first figure the, it out don't don't jump in without Priorities. the marriage thing yeah don't do it without the marriage thing it's not let me tell you it's not worth it um, alright so so I so kicked her out, finished going to school for that last year and a half, um, and then the plan was to, I, I snuck into town to ask for, for my now wife's hand in marriage um, right before she got into town. We dated for a month, we were engaged for like a month and a half, and then we got married, because we were that sure of it. Well, I mean, this was an <laughs> ongoing thing for years, yes. sort of, Yeah. but that's kind of romantic, dude. It's awesome. All right, so now you're married. Now we're married. You're back in Paris? Back in Paris for the, a couple days, and then we go back to Monticello, Arkansas, where Kara was going to school for music performance. And at, you went with her? Yes, and okay. we lived in Marriotthausen for about a year and a half. Okay. Got a job in a t-shirt shop, printing Designing? t-shirts. No, printing t-shirts. Printing, okay. Yeah, because I worked at Williams Printing, and that was, that was good good training they, yeah. they do a good job training uh so i did that for that entire time we were there um although i did the artist did eventually quit or move on and i was designing for eight hours a day and then printing t-shirts for another eight hours a day yeah <laughs> I, have, I have work yeah. issues i've got i've got that work thing yeah um oh also during this time this is uh, a new part of being married to Kara would also mean that I had to figure out this God thing because she took me to church a couple times when we were dated. Yep. I did not grow up in the church. I, I never darkened the door of a church except for to chase girls in high school. It was you know, not, 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 not really, uh, don't have a good basis on the church thing. Church thing. Uh, so I was reading through like the New Testament and stuff like that, trying to figure out, just figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then my boss had a, a heart attack. And oh, then, I, then I had to then, then I had to hire people and fire people, and I got to run a little t-shirt shop for a little bit. Awesome, almost. <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, I ran the screen print side, and there's a nice lady there that ran the embroidery side and kept the front 
working. There you it was go. It was good. So how long did you do that for? About a year and a half. A year and a half. It was, it was a good experience. I That's like print awesome. t-shirts. Print, print t-shirts is one of my favorite. I don't, I don't like dealing with customers, but I like print t-shirts. <laughs> I have been in a print shop as well, so I, I feel you. Um, so where did you go from the print shop? Um, we moved back to Paris, Texas. Uh, the place sold. The, the cliff of the boss got better enough that he was able to sell it and get it all worked up okay. and found a buyer. and It was a nice transition. I trained up the next people and moved on. Did good. Care finish school? She did. She awesome. has a degree. She's got a bachelor's in music performance. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so y'all moved back to Paris? Yep. To, to the Powderly House. So at that couple years prior, uh, my mom did pass away, and the house was out there kind of for renters here and there. My dad would rent it out. And, and he still travels. He still has gone traveling. He's currently still gone. Gone traveling. Um, not traveling. Working. Working. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah. He is to, he's traveling in is his work. Ohio, Pennsylvania ish area right now. Awesome. Awesome. So, what did you do when you first got back to Paris? What did I do when I first got back to Paris? Oh, we were looking for a job. And so I was going around putting in applications everywhere. Mm-hmm. I got told I was too qualified to do a lot of stuff, which is unfortunate because if you need a job and I'm a good option. Why not? Yeah, that seems to be a go-to <laughs> response for people. Uh, so eventually, uh, through the grapevine, someone had been to the quilt shop and was and was talking about me because I tend to make my own clothing. Um, and so they were saying, "Oh yeah, my my I think it's probably my mother-in-law. I don't remember." Uh, was saying that, "Oh my, I have this this young man in my life that can do sewing." And so they're like, oh, we need someone strong to carry around heavy things and lift heavy things. I do that. Uh, so I went up there for a very informal interview, and I got the job at a quilt shop. Which is awesome. And this is, I, when I first met you, you were at the quilt shop. So when I came into the picture of knowing you, uh, it was yeah. quilt shop time. Quilt shop time. Um, and how long were you at the quilt shop? Probably a year and a half. Wow. A little, a little while. And you loved that job, didn't you? I super enjoyed that job. The customers were really nice. Imagine a place where only grandmothers come in <laughs> and will give you candy or food or cookies and stuff like that. They're super nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you were there for a year and a half. Um, what and what? Where were? Where was Carrie at? What was she doing? Uh, she. W- she initially started working at some daycare things like ABC or mm-hmm. I can't think of the other place, but she worked at, like with little kids. And eventually she got a job at the elementary school being a teacher's assistant for the special needs children. At awesome. Not Justice. The other one. Aiken. Yeah, Aiken. Aiken. Um, and she enjoyed it a lot until she got pregnant and the, the punchy kids, they're a little, they're a little flaily. Um, yeah, she had to quit after getting pregnant. And how many kids do you have? Two currently. Two. It's gonna stick there, right there, hopefully for right now. I like the two. One girl, one boy. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good mix right there. Um, uh, do they play uh, war games with you yet? They super enjoy sitting in my lap while we role play. Although it's been over a year since we did it. Um, and Lincoln likes dice, and he likes little minis, and he'll he lined them up on the bath bathtub edge uh, the other day. 
awesome. yesterday. Awesome. Um, and then we met actually at church. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a it was a youth group, wasn't it? Oh, not youth group, a, a community group, life group. Probably like we group. called it. Yep. I don't remember what it was called back then either. Um, and then I remember, I remember the first time we met because I, I I was like I I'm not good with breaking ice with people. I've never been good with that. I still ain't good with it. Um, but I remember it's like this guy's interesting. I'm gonna say something to him, and. I, I had zero expectation of where that conversation was going to go. And I remember you saying, like, oh, yeah, we live in this house. It's the, it's downtown. It's an old church building. And I was like, and I had eyeballed this old church building many a times thinking it was so cool looking. Many people have eyeballed it. Right. And uh, so that was an instant conversational piece for us. And then we were we kind of hit it off from there. You gave me a tour of the place. And then, then you taught me how to play games and sew things and sew things yeah you taught me how to sew things I still you gave me a sewing machine I still have it and I still use it I'm the only one in our household that can sew something <laughs> but I still me too I still can't do buttons I don't they're know they're hard buttons are I hard I do them by hand I, every time I every time I've tried to do it by hand or not it it just it just loosens and comes out and it's just this long dangly mm. button you're doing anyway, it wrong I, obviously <laughs> obviously um, so, here's a question I ask a lot of guests, and I love this question. What is your favorite place in Paris? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be food. doesn't have to be... Can it be time unrestricted? I don't... I, okay, you're going to have to... <laughs> Hastings was the most oh. fantastic spot in the world. Go in there, oh. grab a book, drink a chai. Um, met my... <clears throat> current wife slash girlfriend at the time there a bunch of times and yeah. uh, they would they would I would help clo- close down the cafe but, you know literally like put chairs up on the table and sit in the parking lot and talk to them for hours just the per- different baristas that work there huh. really like Miss Mastings and there's not there's not another there's no now. anything like although that we did just got get a um, bookstore speakeasy yep they're doing Harry Potter trivia tonight Star Wars on um, Saturday today's the week from today, okay. Saturday. Okay. Um, See, time, already, it's not I, time restricted. I already booked, uh, well, I didn't book. A group booked, and I'm part of that group. Mm-hmm. A table. Oh, oh And cool. I think we're going to demolish the... The competition? The competition, pretty I would sure. like to know who the competition pretty is. Pretty sure this podcast is going to come out after that Saturday. Nah. It'll be the Monday after the Saturday we're referencing, so... So you're out of luck. You but, guys... Uh, they also, they're doing Harry Potter today, Star Wars... What was the other one they mentioned? Uh, Friends. Friends was one of the ones the, they mentioned. One of the ones they're doing. That is a really cool... I don't know the owners, and they did not sponsor this podcast <laughs> by yet. any means. But, <laughs> but that was a really cool idea for a um, just getting people in your building. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Amazing. I don't know if they stole that idea from someone else, but like, it makes me... Like, I want to go to the Friends one. I want to go to the Harry Potter one. I want to go to the Star Wars well, one. They, they, I looked at their menu while we were in there today. After the farmer's market, we walked over because I saw the door was open. And I didn't know they were open yet. And, and they had a, a polyjuice potion on their menu and all sorts of other tasty-sounding drinks. So they do themed drinks. And also, you can't just show up to these nope, events. you have to be. It's a very small building, and you have to reserve a table. And they're so. f- full up at the 2 o'clock and the 7 o'clock. So right. they're... They're getting people. So if y'all are interested, go check out The Blind Pig. It's downtown, across from Paris Baby, kind of, sort of. Yeah, that's uh, south, south of all of Paris. Yeah, south of all of Paris. But it's a it's a 
a space and a space away, so it's two spots down from all of Paris. So there's like an empty building between it and the blind. What? In, in case they're they're, they're going to be listening, they'd be a great sponsor for the show. Like we're talking, uh, we're talking it up. You yeah. should go visit out one way or the other. It's pretty cool. Definitely, I'm, definitely. I'm going to throw them the puzzle pint stuff and see if they're interested oh, in doing that's that. That's a good idea. All right. So something very interesting has just happened in your life. Can you give us a little detail on that? Yeah. Uh, uh, so the week before Good Friday, um, the Lord really pressed onto my heart in a way that he hasn't before. Uh, two things. One of them was move to Japan. Go Japan. to Japan. And the second thing was urgently. Quickly. Ur- urgently? Yeah. Wow. There's not a Paris in Japan, is There's there? There's not a Paris in Japan. You look, that sounded like a question mark, so there might be <laughs> I don't, a Paris Probably in Japan. not. They made fun of me when I, I was over there in 2013, and they made they were like, why can't America come up with their own names? Not cool, Japan. I mean, they, really, they really did. They're like, but why don't you have your own name? I'm like, well, I don't know. Who's, who's in their naming department? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can't answer that. Uh, I've always thought it would be cool to name things, though. Like, is there a guy that just sits around and names things? Like, is that a job? Adam did it. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want that job. Like, okay. This thing needs a name. Okay, I'm just going to name you Rock. Done. It's, it's, it's a very gnomish job, too. Just come up with random things and push them together. So, Japan, so what, do you have a plan, or just, like... The working plan now. Yep. Because it's been about eight weeks from... Uh, of planning? Yeah. Of, of trying to figure it out. And we, the first week we didn't tell anyone, we prayed about it, and prayed about it, and prayed about it. Do you have a contact, is another question. We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> so, I okay. emailed a couple sending agencies, because they... There are missionaries. They go in groups. They do stuff. So I emailed a couple. I got like one email back, and then we did a little interview and asked them like, "What's the process? How do you do it? How long does it take? Like, what's going on?" And their their timeline was a little longer than I feel like the Lord wanted. Um, and they're also sending to places that already have churches and are fairly Christian saturated. So Japan is 127 million people, which Just a couple. is five to six five times the size of Texas okay. and a landmass that is half the size of Texas. Okay. So lots of people. Lots of people. Um, they have a half a percent of Christians. They have a half a percent of people that identify as Christian. So there's a lot of people that need some education. A lot of people that don't know a, not, don't know the truth. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we were leaning toward not these highly Christian saturated places. Makes sense. One of the missionary groups I got a hold of um gave me some data that uh, is literally how many churches and missionaries in each town. Which towns have zero churches and zero missionaries? There are towns like that in Japan. And their ratio is like one missionary per 8,000 people. Like, wow. Just crazy. So you think there'd be people jumping on board to send to send missionaries over there. Yeah, but it's not that may not be the problem. It may may be closer to the problem of their culture is resistant to it. They inherited like 8 million gods from one religion and then they're very Buddhist Shinto mix and they don't really know the difference between them. Uh, Shinto is very uh, life, uh, beginning of life and marriages and, and Buddhists are, are the death ceremonies and stuff like that. So they're, they, they just kind of mush it all together. Hmm. And so they're like, yeah, we'll add your 
Jesus to our, our pantheon too, and it's like no, 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 that's no, not no. how it works. That's not. Mm-mm. I appreciate you're you're very nice, but that's not how it's going to work. So we've been doing a lot of uh, studying on the culture and the language, and have, just trying to get prepared because awesome. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. We don't have any idea. Awesome. So um, the working plan right now is we we well, we tried. We tried uh, a working visa, and because I don't have a bachelor's, I may not be quite qualified to teach English as a foreign language, although there's the TEFL, is what's called uh, certification. That you become very hireable if you have a bachelor's. I didn't want to kind of run down that path, and um, I kind of tried a couple times, and I got kept getting pushed back. Um, and we tried a student visa, and that wouldn't allow us to bring our dependents, which is our two kids. Um, so eventually we... We kind of thought about the missionary visa, kind of wandered away from it, and came come back to it because it's uh, we have to have a sending church, a receiving church, and be financially culpable while you're over there. So that either we're got to can't be poor people in, in Japan. They don't want that. Okay. Um, so we I emailed a bunch of random churches. I, I spoke to my pastor, and and he kind of guided me because he was a missionary for seven years. Uh, to go with what you know and what you love. And since I was over there in the Ibaraki Prefecture, I started emailing churches all throughout Ibaraki Prefecture. Um, and Scuba City, Scubachi, is where we're going to probably land. <clears throat> it's a very big city, 250,000. Um, it's got the second largest uh, university campus there. It's got their version of NASA, JAXA. Um, it's very big, very, very booming, as it were. Awesome. Uh, birth rates are also really high, which isn't a normal thing that we talk about in America, but it's a normal thing they talk about there because we okay. were told it a couple times. Birth rates are high. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, so we, I emailed a bunch of churches, and emailing churches in America is very hard because they don't email you back. I've done it on several occasions, and I don't get anything back. So emailing from, from America or in America to American churches. Oh, okay. So my brother and sister aren't saved because we didn't come from a saved mm-hmm. family. So I've emailed a couple churches nearby to have them pray for them and maybe reach out to them, and they'll probably hear this. So, um, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Uh, just, just no re- responses. And then so a bunch of churches didn't re- respond to me, although I'm emailing them in English to a Japanese church. So I, there could be very, very specific reasons why not. So your sending church has to be a Japanese church? No, my sending church has to be our home church. Okay. So Coverage Chapel is our, our home sending church. home church. Okay. And they're on board. We had a meeting with the elders, and they're they're cool with sending us. Okay. Um, so I was trying to find a receiving church that is responsible for us while we're in country. Gotcha. So you email a bunch of churches, and... Uh, a couple of Calvary chapels. I got one email back from a couple of Calvary chapels. Never got any emails back from Calvary chapels after the first one. And then so I emailed a couple other ones. One was going through a leadership change. Um, and one kept emailing me back. And then another member of the, their English translator emailed me. Has been emailing me a lot. And awesome. They're super cool. Awesome. Super looking forward to meeting them in real life. <laughs> uh, we had a very informal um, interview last Monday and then they talked to our pastor on Thursday just to kind of make sure you know that I'm who I say am it's, it was a very odd experience emailing people being like hey this is me you only have my word to go off of it's very Pauline letter-esque yeah like hey I, 
this is me, these are my works, this is what I do, this is how I feel about things, and so it's it was an awesome. interesting experience. Awesome. So I got them, got a setting church, got a receiving church, and now I have to come up with financial support for two years. So the plan is to go as a missionary, uh, but we're going to go enter into a Japanese language school for the next two years to learn the language, learn the culture. While there. While there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are doing Japanese training now, but we're actually going to enroll in a school that we pay money to, and they should train us up pretty good to awesome. enter the workforce or school or whatever it is. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that's the working plan. So we'll be on missionary visa for the almost the next two years, and then enter the work work visa workforce somewhere. And my wife told me because she's savvy with these things that you guys actually have a blog. We have a blog that keeps people up to date with uh, the adventure. How would one check that out? Uh, it's furushiki dot family dot blog. Okay, what? You don't know furushiki? F U R O. S H I K I dot family dot blog. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> You're gonna link it on, gonna, on your I'm link gonna, it down, down below it in the <laughs> down below somewhere in one of the descriptions. Furushiki. That it's gonna be in a in a like so if you can't if you really wanna go check his blog out, A <laughs> look in the description on the podcast. I will try to put it there. Some podcasts are weird and don't post the descriptions. Um, B on Facebook, I have a Paris, Texas a podcast group where you can keep updated with all the new guests I have, what's going on in the Paris, Texas a podcast world. I think you can even buy Paris, Texas a podcast merch. Um, I set that up. It should be there. Um, in two weeks, it better be there. In there, there will be two posts because I post two posts every week. One to remind you that a, po- a podcast is about to come out and who it is and one the day the podcast come out. In both those posts will be a link to this blog the first shaky family that one yeah um and there's if i was listening to a podcast and someone said that i'd be like what yeah. um but i know my wife she's already read y'all what do you got one two posts one post uh two mainline posts and then i've also been posting the teachings that i do because i run a bible study on thursday okay. mornings for young and non-christians I thought it was a couple. Can we, I'm not good at, when it comes to It's very wordy. Blogs. I'm really working on not being so wordy. Podcasts, I'm all in. I can talk, especially when it's with a friend. I can talk forever. But sitting down and reading a, a blog, I'm out. Yeah, that's okay. Unfortunately. But there on. are a lot of people that love it. So, out of my listeners, if you enjoy that, go check this one out. Yeah, it actually just dropped yesterday on Facebook because we've been kind of keeping it on the down low because we have a lot of questions we're going to have to answer and we're not really interested in doing that all the time and we are recording this a week prior to your release like you don't this is saturday you don't come out this monday you come out the next monday so it's oh yeah there'll be a couple posts a week from this coming monday so there may be a bunch more posts for you guys to go catch up on yeah yeah i'll be officially telling it to the church body on father's day father's day awesome awesome well jed Thank you for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I kind of, I kind of snuck you in there right at the like last second because the whole thing with Paris, Texas, podcast is, is like it's someone who lives in Paris, Texas, or influences Paris, Texas, and you quite literally live in Paris, Texas, but only for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, I've only been here like nine, eight, eight years. You know, no big deal. But you're definitely a part of Paris, Texas, and I'm glad that I got it while you were here. Me too. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be here another two to six months. Visas take a little while to get, and I have to get financial support still. 
Was there a place people can do that if they want to do that? Uh, right now we are going through Tithely app. T I T H E. Can they find that through the the blog? Not yet, but it will <laughs> be here soon. Uh, yeah, just putting it out through the church. Um, okay. So everything will be tax deductible and all that fun stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you all for tuning in. As always, we try to put one out every Monday, so stay tuned for next Monday's guest. I do not know who that's going to be at the moment, so you'll just have to hang in there. Um, and as always, if you would like to sponsor this podcast, you can. Just reach out to me, and we can go over those details. Until next time, see ya. Bye, guys.